We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steven, great jump cut, 45 points. a whole burst to it, 20. Nice steps to tackle, runs left, 25 still on his feet, 46 yards goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, he's going to throw. The fake is on it, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Never, 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 never have those words been so true from the intro song tonight as they are right now. The Rams are Super Bowl champions. It's Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, drunk Johnny Gomez. It's not Magic Johnny. It is not Magic Johnny tonight. It's Drunk Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Everyone likes Drunk Johnny better. Fuck Sober Johnny. Uh, you know, at, at this point, I just want to celebrate. I have, I, I had tequila bottles in hand, and honestly, I just want to get this shit over with because uh, I want to go back and drink some more. So uh, let's do it, Derek. Let's, you let's do realize. Do it. You do I realize. Say something downing right now. So let's. There's no, there is no downing. There's no downing. I will say this legit. You seem to slip into this kind of accent, like an East Coast accent when you're not sober. Now, I've never been around you before when you're not sober. So this is new here. This is like the East Coast Johnny. But the New York City Johnny. East Coast, West Coast Johnny. I mean, do, do, do the Rams have a Super Bowl ring? They got... Another one, and one their first one in L.A. Their first one exactly. in L.A. Exactly. So, so. You, you call me East Coast Johnny, West Coast Johnny. I, I don't <laughs> give a shit right now. You got another Lombardi Trophy in L.A. and and you know what? Uh, that's that's another that's another trophy for the L.A. region. I, I know that's not exactly something uh, you know uh, Derek Downer wants to hear, but uh, you know I'm happy to bring another 
trophy to Los Angeles, preferably from the Los Angeles Rams. I love it. Let's continue. There are no Derek Downer moments tonight. Well, I'm, I'm lying. There's one. There's one. And it's from a broken heart for an, a, a, an OBJ. So before we get into the game, we just want to say, OBJ, thank you, dude. Thank you. This team does not get the Super Bowl without you. Your score, your plays in the first half set us up for the rest of the game. Sorry that you couldn't finish it, man. We saw your face. It's heartbreaking. We wish you nothing but the best of luck in getting back and hopefully staying with this team, OBJ. So congratulations, yeah. though, on your on your championship. You deserve it. Um, that's it. I mean, it's looking like a, a torn ACL for him. Well, that's what it looks like. That's what we were online looking at football doc. Um, pro football doc was talking about how the way it came down. It's, dude, I've seen that before coaching football. I knew it when I saw it. Bummer. But, um, dude, yeah, thank you. You know, uh, I, I do have to agree with you, man. Uh, um, this was, this was a disheartening injury, especially because I, 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 I believe, I truly believe that this game isn't as close as it is if Odell Beckham finishes the game. Um, unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game and it is what it is, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to kind of take this for uh, a turn uh, a little bit, Derek. Uh, I, I also want to give a shout out to all the Ram fans that couldn't be here in attendance, uh, whether it be in person or, um, uh, you know, watching from at home. You know, I, I have a couple of members of the Ramley that's looking from above. And I just want to say, you know, uh, thank you to them, too, for watching from above. Uh, whether you have somebody here with you and so you're celebrating with them today or somebody that's celebrating from above, just know that they're there with you in spirit. I know I, I could feel it. I could feel my grandpa. I could feel my uncle with us. And, uh, you know, I know there are quite a few members of the family that are looking up from above, uh, shining down on us. So uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to that. Sorry, Derek. I know I kind of took a turn there, but uh, no. I, it had to be said. No, we could call it serious of either. There are several aspects of this game. We do want to talk about, um, you know, it would be easy for us to mail this one in. And for the most part, we will. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, thanks for because you're taking your time to visit with us tonight post-game to hear what we got to say. We're gonna, we want to get stuff out to you. We also want to tell you that we've all, we'll just we'll get this out of the way now, early in the show. We are partnering with Nickco Sports to provide you with an awesome collectible football. And by awesome, I mean this football, while I'm going to be real guys, I'm not going to I've never never blowing smoke up your butt or anything. It's not cheap. This thing runs 99 bucks, okay? It's got prominent pictures of your core LA Rams on the back part of it, the logo, all the season results, the Super Bowl result, everything on it. It's an awesome football. If you want to see a picture of it, check out our social media tonight after the podcast post. I'll post the ad for you. You, you get over to Nickco Sports. You use our coupon code RAMSTALK. All right? Coupon code RAMSTALK and you get $10 bucks off. It'll be 89 bucks. All right? If you're one of those dudes who likes collectibles like this, I'm going to tell you flat. You'll see the picture tonight. It's a sweet picture. Buy the football. Buy it. It's... It's a nice collectible for you to get, and we partner with them on this one. So 
There you go. It's Nico Sports. N-I-K-O Sports. Find them on Twitter at Nico Sports. Um, click on their page. You'll see a link to, to the actual football on our site tonight, on their um, social media tonight. And the coupon code is RamsTalk. Go get it. It's You'll see it. It's a sweet-looking freaking football. All right. The game itself. Rams win 23-20. And, you know, throughout much of the game, uh, especially as it wore on, it was frustrating to watch. It was, in many ways, like the OBJ injury, heartbreaking to watch. And yet, much like we've seen from this Rams team since the Green Bay loss, they somehow find a way. Despite the fact their leading rusher had 21 yards tonight. Despite the fact one of their top two receivers goes out with what looks to be a major knee injury. Probably ACL by the looks of it. And you're playing without your best tight end. Your other tight end gets hurt, Kendall Blanton, in this game. You're forced to rely on Bryson Hopkins at tight end. Defensively, you're missing your safeties for much of the year. Weddle gets hurt in the game. Ernest Jones reads himself in the game. Yet somehow, some way, even though they were down by a touchdown, by the time they were five minutes into the third quarter, by a touchdown, ten points. Ten points. Am I, am I, I'm, I'm mostly sober, and yet I'm messing my mouth. They were down 2013. They gave it ten points in the first five minutes. Johnny, they figured it out. They stayed in it. They they got to Joe Burrow, and they somehow pulled it off. And you know what? I agree with you. If OBJ does not go down, Johnny, they roll this team. They roll them. They were controlling much of this game until this happened. The entire dynamic around the offense, it caught up to them. You had you didn't really have anything that scared you outside Cooper Cup, and yet in the end. In the end, we'll get to that final drive in a minute. They find a way. Johnny, I think the win is more special because of not just the win itself, but just the sheer toughness they've shown since Green Bay. Like, oh, no question. No question. And sorry to interrupt you there, but uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm too sober to take any, any cues right now. Uh, or I mean, too drunk. Over <laughs> yeah, too drunk. See, I, I don't even know what the hell I am right now. But anyway, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a team that has overcome adversity time and time again throughout the season. This was a team that lost their starting running back before the season even began. Not even talking about the preseason. You know, d- just like right before training camp, he's out for the year. Doesn't think we were gonna get him back, and somehow he he makes his way back uh, to to the you know basically the playoffs. Um, you know that it, it goes far beyond that. I mean, there's so many injuries. They they overcame COVID through a COVID spill for a while. They came into this game with so many injuries. They lost you know one of their dear leaders in uh, Robert Woods. You know a lot of these players dedicated this game to him. Including his somewhat of a replacement in Odell Beckham, the fact that this was a guy that basically reinvigorated his career 
to become a Los Angeles Rams. He became the embodiment of the Rams, showed how he wanted to become part of this organization, and uh, quite frankly, uh, was was dominating this game until he had that injury, and 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 it, it was it was so devastating not only for him but for the entire team, uh, especially offensively. You know, losing so many so many weapons. I mean, you you essentially had to ask you know guys like Daryl Henderson to go out there and, and you know go out there for routes. Not something typically you want to see from a running back, especially someone that's a little bit undersized like he is. But you know what? They made it work. He he uh you know he made some critical catches here and there. Um, you know they had to rely on guys like Ben Skoranek, who you know unfortunately is is not quite the receiver you want to see out there. But you know what? They made it work. He had some catches here and there. Um, even like you said, you know they threw out Bryson Hopkins out there, a guy that was pretty much on the uh, practice squad the entire year, or at least the healthy cuts. And um, you know what? They made it work. Uh, it, it was kind of scary just to uh, imagine Kendall Blanton out there, but to have Bryson Hopkins out there making plays was uh, nothing short of spectacular. So um, you know what? This this is a team that truly fought, truly earned it, and honestly, <laughs> I I think this is a team that that definitely earned a spot, especially on the defensive side of the football, because uh, I mean they limited you know, such an offensive powerhouse that was the Cincinnati Bengals that drove them to this uh, Super Bowl and uh, even overcame a, a terrible call. Uh, but, uh, you know, I won't focus too much on that because, hey, the Rams have been on on the on the good side of those terrible calls before. So uh, I won't I won't uh, speculate too much on that. But um, if you take that one score away, uh, this is a, a much easier game for the Los Angeles Rams. I'm just saying. I think the NFL got lucky, honestly, with that. Because if that if that stays, if the result stays as it was, the Bengals win this game, they're going to go back to that call and say that call changed, completely undermined the legitimacy of this win, of this game. A complete and total PR nightmare for the, for the NFL. You don't, how do you remotely miss that call? That's an embarrassment to the league. That I, I mean, it how do you only, miss that? It was not only a, a pass interference call, but it was a blatant face mask. I'm like, geez, how the hell do you miss that? But you, uh, yeah, especially since in that matchup, that's what that's what the officials on the sideline for to watch those matchups. How do you miss that? You should never have missed that. How do you not see it? And you know what? There were they were clearly hesitant to throw the flag tonight. They didn't start calling really anything until late in the game. But I just look at that and go, "Are you kidding me?" There was a there was a hold that Jalen got away with early in the game, and there was a hold they got away with late in the game as well. And I got that. There was a block. There was a block in the back. To it was a block in the back. A, that should have been called against the Bengals very early on a punt return. Very obvious. Right at the top of the screen for her watching. You couldn't miss it. They didn't call it. The, that kind of stuff is interesting to me. And you're also saying, well, hey, you know, notice how 
the Rams didn't get didn't really get a pass rush until like late second quarter. Well, what do you think's happening in the first quarter? Now they're holding the crap out of the guys. This was, to, in my view, not a good night for the officials. But most nights in the NFL anymore are not good nights for the officials. This is, I think, you're near crisis point how bad the officiating is. But that one call, that one call, had the Rams not managed to pull this off, the storm that would have come back on the NFL for that because it was so obvious. And, and it was so huge, too. It I was, mean, uh, yes. You, you take that point away, or that touchdown away, and, and basically you you have the Rams dominating the entire game, especially defensively. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was major. And obviously it shifted the momentum of the game. So it, it was definitely not the referee's finest hour. But really, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find an NFL team that didn't have uh, strong feelings against the referees this year. I mean, I, I can go back, and this is probably before your days. At least remembering this stuff. The worst officiating I actually saw in a season was 2001. Ironically, the same year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And I remember that year thinking, oh my gosh, how horrible can this be? And then this year's in the same way. It, the NFL needs to do better with this. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, well, dude, come on. Seriously. You, this happened on a net in the biggest game of the year in what is a close game. You know, and by the way, I, th- I agree with you. One more time, if OBJ doesn't get hurt, this, 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 that game was heading towards blowout real quick. The defensive line hadn't even gotten going yet. And it was already 13-3. 13, they get touched down 13, but they were on the path. So, uh, they uh, locked Message out. to Les Need. we want OBJ back. You know, and they're going to have, a, that's going to be a hard decision, too. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in our shows this week. Because... I mean, that's probably an ACL injury. It's probably an ACL re-tear. And you're expecting the guy to come back off on the same leg, two ACL reconstructions, and be the same guy he was? That's going to be a hard call to, to, to pay that man money to do that. So I'm wondering where they'll go with that. They, you know, and the worst part about that is if the Rams don't bring him back, they look like douchebags. They look like jerks. Yes and no. I mean, in a way, you you can almost argue that. Again, I don't want to get too much into this because I I know that we're going to be talking about this for a long time because there's a there's a like in in my opinion, this is the hell week for for all football fans is uh, the stretch where, you know, there's just absolutely no football until August. So uh, or at least until the NFL draft. Uh, So uh, which is kind of meaningless to Rams fans. But uh, I mean, it's, true, it is what it true. is. But, true, uh, true. I, I mean, the uh, the Rams have so much to think about. You know, it isn't just about the cap space, which uh, obviously the Rams don't have a whole ton of. They they have a lot to think about who who to actually bring back, who to actually try to bring forward. Um, you know, if they're going to even be able to sign anybody in the offseason at all. This is why the Rams were so much pressure on them to win this football game because the Bengals, you know, yeah, obviously they wanted to win the, the Super Bowl. I mean, what team doesn't? But at the same time, we we know that the Bengals are going to be back in the in the Super Bowl picture. I don't think there's any question about that whatsoever. 
because they're in a good place. You know, they have a solid oh. team. They have the foundation to set themselves up for a dynasty if they really want to. But um, uh, the as for the Rams, it was win now or you're you're pretty much fucked for the next couple of years. <laughs> Jesus, I don't go as far as that. You know, we talked about it in the previous show. What's really hurting the Rams? It's just age now. It's age. It's not the salary cap. They'll work around it. They got four big contracts coming off the books. You're, you're going to have your money to get OBJ and Von Miller if you want them. But OBJ is going to be 30 oh, next year. Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, well, Whitworth, Whit, Whit, Whit's gone. You got to think also, but the, the main contract's going off. Our guys aren't even there anymore. Goff's gone off there. Uh, Cook's, his, his dead money's off there. Your dead money for Todd Gurley's off there. There's one more, too, I'm forgetting. I'm already forgetting it. I don't even remember anymore. They, they, they had Ford or four. You're renegotiating now. There's already word coming out today that Rams are going to renegotiate Mass Stafford, which makes sense. You're going to clear a lot of cap space up. The problem is, eventually, you're going to pay the price for the draft pick part of it. Those are cheap playmakers. How good would they have been in the linebacking quarter if they'd been able to get Nick Bolton instead of Tutu Atwell? I mean, there, is, there have been definitive misses there, and they've, been, they've done a good job developing as well. So they, they're not out. But this is going to be a crazy offseason in terms of who they bring back, who they can't bring back, who they move on from, because you are now a team in flux. You are, you are, your guys, your core guys, your nucleus is getting 30 and above. And this is usually when you start breaking down, getting ready to break down and rebuild. How long are you trying to hold this core together? That's the question. How long do you try and hold this core together? Yeah, don't don't remind me or Steve for that matter of Tutu Atwell because Creed Humphrey was fucking right there. Yep. Yeah, I, I just it, it still kills me. No disrespect to Tutu Atwell because I do think at some point he may be a contributor, whether it be a, as a return specialist or as a wide receiver. But at, in terms of what the Rams actually needed, because while Brian Allen did, a, he did a hell of a job, uh, you know, becoming that, uh, he, he did a hell of a job becoming that, that starting center, who's, who's now a free agent, you know? Brian Allen is no, is, is no longer a, a Los Angeles Rams under a contract. So now you have to think, well, damn, I wish I had Creed Humphrey. Because not only do I have a rookie phenom on hand, but I have a very affordable contract in the near future. And Tutu Atwell, while he could he could pan out, hopefully, um, it, it's not very likely. He's not really a contract or, or a player that is going to help the Rams for the future. Not to be a total Derek Downer here, but it, it, it's oh well, stop throwing me into that bus. I didn't say any of that. I didn't say. I don't know. You I thought disagree was a, with me. I thought it was a bad pick from the get go, but I don't you know. Disagree it disagree with me. I don't agree or disagree. I'm staying away from that one because you disagree with me. <laughs> I am not willing to put myself on the Debbie Downer play for that one. The Derek Downer play for that one. We're we're, we're on a Super Bowl win here. We should be talking about that. Okay, so hey, I'm not hey, going what there. Do you think Les Snead is talking about right now? Uh, he's talking about a Super Bowl win right now, and he's probably he's probably answering a lot of those questions. Real quick, let's go through the numbers here because we. We want you to see just kind of how this game broke down. And, you know, we got to talk about Cooper Cup. 
winning himself for the MVP. Basically, my back, that last drive alone. Team stats. Rams, 18 first downs. Bengals, 15. Third down efficiency. 6 of 15 for the Rams. 3 of 14 for the Bengals. 3 of 14. 1 of 1 on fourth down for the Rams. 1 of 3 for the Bengals, including that critical fourth down stop to put the game away, folks. Total yard, 213 for the Rams. 305 for the Bengals. Yeah, it was that close. It was that close. Average per play, 5 yards for the Bengals. 4.7 for the Rams. That five yards is on the back of basically two plays. Two long pass plays. That's it, really. Um, rushes. The Rams struggle running the football. It, and it's, it blew my mind that they could not run the football today. 23 carries for 43 yards. I guess if we're going to be critical of Sean McVay for that one, Tony Michelle getting one carry and it goes to the outside? No. No, not smart. Um, passing. 270 for the Rams net. 226 for the Bengals. 6.3 for the Rams per pass, 5.5 for the Bengals. Here we go. Seven sacks. Seven sacks. And in the end, I think that's, John, I think that's what did them in. They, you know, once they had that early momentum in the third quarter, the Bengals did, and then the Rams really started getting Burrow, and they never could come back from that. They're lucky Burrow didn't tear an ACL himself, and they're lucky that, the, that they didn't create any turnovers from it. But nonetheless, it, it basically shut down the Bengals' offense for the rest of the game. They really weren't a threat at all from that point forward. At well, all. I mean, you, I mean, it's almost unfair to have Aaron Donald in the backfield and uh, or, right, or not in the back. Well, I guess I guess he was in the backfield, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he uh, was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald there with Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd who stepped up. Ashawn Robinson was there making plays. I mean, oh my gosh, was he there? I, I, I mean, Ashawn. Big shout out to Ashawn Robinson because obviously the big three get all the love for good reason. But I mean, Ashawn Robinson has been there for the Los Angeles Rams throughout the entire playoffs. Joe Mixon was was straight up like relegated to Ashawn Robinson the entire game. Uh, you know, no, no. Um, I mean, to give a little credit to Joe Mixon, he got in some good runs here and there. But, I mean, man, you, you knew when Ashawn Robinson was in the game and when he wasn't simply by if uh, Joe Mixon was, was stopped really early or not. He was dominant. He was dominant. Probably earned himself a long-term deal with that. Ashawn Robinson, well, that, that was what we got from Detroit. We heard this buzz from the guys over in Detroit when the Rams went and got him was how good he could be. He just was never consistent enough. Well, he earned himself a contract. I mean, Ashawn Robbins, this is the guy we've been waiting for. Dominant run stuffer, providing support for the rest of the defensive line. I mean, that was nice. And, and again, you knew when, like you said, you knew when he was in the game, judging by how the Bengals had run the football. By the way, the rest of the stats here, six punts each. Uh, by the way, uh, Johnny, wasn't on, Johnny Hecker wasn't on his best game today, punting-wise. I could not believe his inside of the 20 were 16, 17, 18-yard line. I mean, oh, my gosh. It wasn't his, the Rams persevered. The Rams really showed their mettle in overcoming some of their, their fundamental mistakes. They were minus two turnover-wise in this game. Let's see here. Uh, individual stats. Matt Stafford, 26 of 40, 283 with three touchdowns and two interceptions, was sacked twice. Um, that's your leading passer. Cam Akers, league rusher, 13 carries, 21 yards. Uh, that, 
That was rough. And you can say, well, maybe he wasn't comfortable from an injury. Well, Daryl Henderson, four carries, seven yards. Oh, so Michelle's. I my apologies, two carries. Now, if there's a if there's a Second guessing going back to the game plan for this one, you're probably thinking, okay, um, Sonny Michelle running up the middle against the Bengals is probably the best idea, not running off the side. Cooper Cup, your Super Bowl MVP, folks. Eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns with four of those catches and a seven yard carry on, wasn't that the fourth down carry, Johnny? That was fourth down, wasn't it? I believe for so. For Cooper yes. Cup? Yep. Um, so that's huge. I, that's your MVP. Odell Beckham, two catches, 52 yards. He was on his way to a night. I, I just feel awful for him. Bryson Hopkins, four catches, 47 yards. Joe Henderson, three, 43. Great performances from them in support. Van Jefferson, four catches, 23 yards, eight targets. There's going to be some thinking about Van Jefferson next year. And by the way, hey, hey, I don't know if you saw this, Johnny. Van, this is coming from Jordan Rodrigue. This is cool stuff in here, man. Listen to this. This is just she just posted this on her Twitter about a half hour ago. Van Jefferson grabbed his daughter. This is quoting her as she and his dad came into the field and sprinted through the locker room and is heading to the hospital right now. Samaria's wife is having their son and was rushed to the hospital mid game as she went into labor. Congrats, baby Jefferson. I mean, there's like two two wins there. I mean, I don't know what you'd be happy for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you, do are you more excited? I mean, Derek, you're you're a father. I mean, are you more excited for a Super Bowl championship ring, or are you happy for that newborn? Oh, I guarantee you're not even thinking about that right now. You're, you know, he's thinking, I gotta get to my kids. I will enjoy this with her. Well, well, this will be great. But in that moment, he's like, gotta get there. So, I mean, they're they're in the presser right now, and it's really cool uh, kind of seeing some of these clips. Uh, another one right now, Sean McVay. Uh, this is going to quote in Jordan. Sean McVay saw the fourth and one, and Bengals in the gun. He called Aaron Donald's shot that he would end the game. He, he, and quote, he says, he is the effing man. So he knew Aaron Donald's going to put him down. We knew it too, honestly. Fourth and one, he's done it like twice this year in like the last six weeks. Against the Cardinals, I mean, Aaron Dahl's been amazing. Another thing, uh, Cup going to right to Robert Woods and the team still bring around them. He simply said that Cup, quote, applesauce. <laughs> so, well, I know a different sauce you've been on the night, but nonetheless. Uh, I mean, um, agave sauce is probably more likely. But. <laughs> uh, Aaron Donald openly weeping post-game said, I dreamed this. We all saw that on TV. Um Put the stats aside, the game, I think the stats, Johnny, they show a close, hard-fought game. I, you know, I think that had the injury not happened and that phantom penalty, the game probably goes a lot differently. Um, but the Bengals had no control over all that. So props to them. That defense was tough. They, they gave the Rams a lot of problems in the running game, as we saw. Um, offensively, you know, I mean, let's be honest, Jalen Ramsey got beat a couple times out there. The one time... They, they he got criticized the most for is the one time he shouldn't be criticized for, but he made a couple mistakes out there. So it was, you know, at least in my view, the Bengals came to play and gave him. Man, this was a great game. Hard fought. This is hard fought football. Derek, I hate to interrupt, but uh, 
do you think that the Los Angeles Rams should give Michael Stewart a ring? Because I, I feel like they do. <laughs> at least give Michael Stewart, like, you know, you know, <laughs> at least offer him a better ticket than f- Session 500. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see that? <laughs> we saw that. And, and you know, I, I, one day, when, when we actually have our full pod, Mike, this week, We'll talk about some of those things surrounding the game like that and so on and so forth. But um, tonight we're going to stay a little controversy-free. We haven't heard your thoughts yet. Welcome in. Glad you're in. By the way, folks, this is going to be a word show. Our guys are going to step in whenever they can. Uh, we're all coming from different places. Um, Mike, you've been waiting for this. I mean, just to give people background, Mike played for the Rams for quite a few years. But he was also a Rams fan before that. And he's followed the team ever since. This is his team. So, Mike, how you feel, man? Hey, man. As they said, we talked about a few days back, uh, you know, getting that monkey off the back, if you will. <clears throat> it's just so interesting having played in that last uh, championship game against the Niners in 1989, many years ago. For them to get over the hump and then to close out today when it looked like it was about to slip away. Uh, just amazing, man. I can't imagine big win for all those guys, you know, working hard throughout the year. You know, this is what every guy, if you make it to this level, you're you're trying to get a ring. That's the pinnacle of this profession is getting that Super Bowl ring and then to be able to do it with all your guys, guys stepping up and, you know, just felt so bad for OBJ, man, coming out strong and just playing a heck of a game. And then, you know, to go out hurt and then just seeing him somewhat agonizing throughout the rest of the game and until those guys finally close it out down the stretch. Uh, But just amazing, man, just amazing uh, to see uh, those guys get it. So, man, just so thankful and proud of those guys to be able to say we got a ring. Yeah, I want to ask you this question. I just saw this. This was just, we were just tagging this tweet from a shoeless Joe on Twitter. And he said, I must say the Rams NFL would not be where they are today without the Niners. They brought out the very best of us. Do you agree or disagree with that? (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends what area you want to talk about. The reason why I love the Rams so much, they used to just kill the Niners. You know, and then there were many games when, you know, during my time, uh, we had those guys on the ropes and we just let them off. But I will agree to a degree that for them to get to the Super Bowl, they had to get over that hump and they they were able to do it. And so, again, you you can say whatever. The, The thing about this game, you guys is and fans is it really doesn't matter what I say, you say, what they think or think. <laughs> they can say however this game ended up, they have the ring for this here Super Bowl for this year, and they did it in their own stadium. Say what you want at this point. Ring speaks for itself. I I look at it too, and there's already some some complaints coming out. You know, Blank Resack from DTR mentioning as well. We're going to hear complaints about the holding call on Cup and third down. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's a hold. Like, we're not hearing <laughs> for the, like the last two hours now, we were complaints that, you know, we were, we're sitting here upset because of this clear face mask. 
that should have been called and wasn't called cost him a touchdown. And now all the controversies on this on this holding call on, that on Cooper Cup that was a hold. It was a hold. You can see the footage and watch the grab. I mean, ticky tack or not, it's a hold. Which one? The one he's literally getting tackled? Well, that no, no, there was a hold before that. Because of the pass interference, that was clear pass interference. And then before that, there's the holding called up inside the five yard line. Guy gave right. him that new set of downs. That first hold, that first one, that holding call, you can see they replayed it like six times. And it wasn't a huge hold, but it was a hold. You can no, see the grab. When when you're grabbing and holding the guy I mean, trying it, to run out the route. Listen, you weren't tech, yeah, you, you didn't take him down. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it was a hold in terms of you could see the clear cut grab, which did impede the play. Oh, okay, okay, hold hold on, hold on. Let me let me, let me interrupt you there for a second, Derek. I, I feel like Michael will uh, give us a, a huge insight here. So a, as a, someone that would contribute, you know, at, in coverage here, if you were caught putting your hands on the hips of, of an opposing wide receiver and you're, and, you're, uh, and you're grabbing him for more than, let's say, two seconds, um, would you feel like you're going to get penalized for that? Well, the thing is, these calls, because they're made by humans, some let you tackle a guy almost, and they like, oh, no harm, no foul. Other guys, they call it by the letter of the law. If you grab any part of an def- offensive player outside of the five-yard chuck, it's going to be a hole. There's no, oh, it was ticky-tack. No. If you grab Jersey, you grab Jersey. It doesn't matter what it is or whatever. It's holding. So you get caught. Sometimes you get away with it. The thing is, you're taught like, hey, man, if you grab him real quick, they may not see it. They may not call it. But nevertheless, if you're grabbing someone, you're holding. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you guys are hearing that noise coming in as well. That's, that's Steve popping in. Had to mute him because that's Steve Road. Steve's uh, driving. Or wherever he is in New York City. Steve, you ready to roll, man? Maybe not. I I don't think so. (laughs) He's muted. He's still muted. I I he unmuted himself and but um I muted. Yo, mute me, I'm here. I did for a moment because Mike was talking, you got loud. Because of that background. I am walk walking off the subway. Uh, my phone's about to die, but I'm here until it dies. All right, Steve, welcome to the show. Your thoughts, sir, on a Super Bowl championship. Give us all your thoughts. You, you know, they never make it easy. They really never fucking make it easy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I did not. I mean, it was a crazy turnaround. As soon as Odell got hurt, the offense looked so lifeless. Uh, and it was honestly hard to believe that they would ever get it together. The defense was playing out of their mind. And uh, they just did it, man. They came in at the end of the game. The the Stafford comeback memes are no joke because week after week, this shit happens. And they always pull it out, man. It's great. Uh, I got gripes with some players for bad performances, but I'm going to look. I'm going to sit on those for now. I don't care. It's uh, It was a hard-fought, incredible win. Uh, they deserve it, man. Every guy in that building, especially number ninety-nine, just what a, what a king, what a king. I, mean, I, what else I, can I know you say what you're about talking about. 
<laughs> you know what he's talking about? Enlighten uh, us, yeah. please. <laughs> well, uh, if you really look, this game wouldn't have been as close if they didn't botch an extra point or drop a play that went to be an interception. But it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. Uh, they are Super Bowl champions, and I don't fucking care. Uh, let let number 18 shower himself in champagne tonight because he was part of the victory. <laughs> I think this this goes against uh, Steve's uh, his better judgment here. So uh, I'll, I'll let you guys do what you will with that one. <laughs> hey, and sh- I don't know if you guys talked about it, but big shout out to Bryce Hopkins, who we've been dragging for two years, just oh, yeah. stepping in out of nowhere, uh, playing a very solid game. Like he, I did. He have more catches in this game than his entire career. I think so. He had to have. He Quite had possibly. to. Have. I think he had four. I don't. I don't remember like a single catch he had in a real game. Yeah, and Kendall Blanton, that reason he steps in is Kendall Blanton's hurt. Yeah, it's it's next man up all across the board. You you, you lose Odell, you lose Higby, you lose Woods, obviously weeks ago. Uh, and you lose Blanton today, and I mean, guys just stepped up. They've been doing it all year. Uh, Eric Weddle coming off the couch, but shit, man, how are you guys feeling? I'm sure you've been talking about it for half an hour. <laughs> Well, hold on. Eric knows how I'm doing. Yeah, he, he's he is um, lit. Okay, hold on, real quick, folks. Real quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so... I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I'm gonna ask you to tell their story. Okay. I want to hear what you did when that fourth and one play went down. Because I can tell you this, and it's almost like reverse psychology. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mute you, Steve. <laughs> mute Steve for a second there. Um, the the amazingness in this whole thing because. Up to that point, when this game's 2016, we're seeing the fourth quarter walk, you know, crawl away, and I'm texting, you know, I'm texting Rudy and Sky, and I'm like, guys, my heart's broken because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the OBJ thing, and I'm feeling the the botched penalty that should have been called, and I'm seeing this team struggle without so many players offensively. The OBJ thing was a, like it really broke this team in a lot of ways, and yet. For some reason, there's this feeling that kind of came about seven minutes left when they got the ball, and you see the little by little the dink and dunk moving down the field. They get the touchdown. I'm feeling okay, 
They get that touchdown. They kick off the Bengals. Bengals get that first 18-yard play. And I'm like, oh, are you freaking serious? Because I know their kicker can hit from like 60 yards. Then I get the, down to third and one. And the moment I saw fourth and one, I knew it was over. I knew it was over. Just knew. You knew that was Aaron Donald's play. You knew it. And, I, and that's cool because Coach mentioned that in his pressure night. He called the shot. It was his play. And then once it happened, I'm, I, I'm screaming across the living room, man. My kids are up here sleeping. I woke the whole freaking house up, I think. I'm, I, I just... When the Rams won their, their first one in St. Louis, I was out to see. And I didn't get to really celebrate it in my own home. And I got to celebrate it in my own home tonight. With my buddy. And I get to go on the podcast tonight and all that jazz. I am, you know, it's pretty special. Pretty special. Mike, I already asked you. But I'm going to ask you what you were doing in that moment when that fourth and one happened or a little before that. Tell us, Mike, how'd that go for you? Well, I was just looking at the the succession. I'm like, man, we got to get this done. But I just felt like after that uh, Aaron Donald hit when Joe Burrow didn't get out of bounds fast enough and he shoved him and they tried to come at him from all angles. After that, I'm like, okay, Aaron Donald's going to be unstoppable. And absolutely he was. I mean, they were triple, triple, and he was still getting home. So when he made that play on the third down, I go, yeah, this fourth down, they're going to try to, instead of just doing what they have been doing, hit the back real quick or something. But I knew if they took anything more than just a quick two- or three-step drop, that 99 was probably going to get home or they were going to get pressure. So uh, I, I just felt really good. It just kind of was like, wow, you know, it was fitting to me that it was him who kind of made that sack at the end. Absolutely. You know, the another thing, too, is, well, I mean, we'll talk about, I guess, more later on as we, as we break down things more. But what was a, that was a horrible call, that fourth and one. Let's just go shotgun fourth and one. Are you serious? You were running the football on the Rams. You had timeout left. Why wouldn't you run the football there? That's and a that's the- big coaching tree right there, Derek. <laughs> and on fourth and one, what more do you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, though, too, was that's a McVay kind of call, except he had a running back in the backfield. He took the shotgun, and they, and they were gone. And I'm sitting thinking they just sacked your dude like seven times. How are you not? How are you going to go back when you've been able to run the football? You've been able to run the football. You'll get a yard. You're not going to trust Joe Mixon right now to get you a yard. He's. Are you serious? And they didn't. Okay, put it in Aaron Donald's hand. Then fine. That's <laughs> what you did. Great, Johnny. On fourth and one, where were you? What were you doing? Oh boy! So on fourth one, fourth and one, I'm I'm glued to the TV. I'm I'm kind of separating myself from the rest of my friends and family. We're all gathered around multiple TVs. Um, I I'm I'm you know I'm clinching. You know, there, there's a lot of clinching going on, and I, I'm not ashamed to say it because I know pretty much everyone listening to this podcast that are Ram fans were clinching as well, and um, you know, just focusing on the on the TV and. 
you know, I see Aaron Donald there, and much like what uh, what Michael was saying, you know, uh, I I noticed that Aaron Donald was was this guy that just was a man on the mission, trying to trying to make a play. You know, obviously he's trying to get this ring too, and he just kind of, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna bring up a, a a man that a lot of people uh, remember in the '80s and the '90s. He was kind of like Hulk Hogan, where you know he's kind of. <laughs> riling himself up he's he's hyping himself up you know the opposing opponents like punching him in the face and he's still like gathering himself up in there and man he just just brutalized that offensive line and got to joe burrow to bring home the lombardi trophy to la and i couldn't get up fast enough picture a big fluffy man just jumping off from his seat grabbing the tequila and drinking as much as he possibly can in like less than two minutes. And, and that explains pretty much why I'm talking like this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it was, it was just a, an awesome moment. If you're a Ram fan, you were there, you were clenching, you were drinking, maybe if you drink uh, and, and you for surely jumped out of your seat. No doubt about it. Um, that is the most animated I've ever heard you on a podcast, like ever. Yeah, just legit. Just imagine if you give me just 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 feed me tequila, and, and you'll get more like this. <laughs> <laughs> just feeding the tequila. Wow, wow! All right, Steve, fourth and one. Your fourth and one story. <laughs> I mean, I, I just. Why? As soon as everyone watching the TV, very clenched, very terrified. Uh, you know, this team has had a history of just completely letting me down. And I mean, after they scored the touchdown, I felt good. First time all game, but it's hard. <laughs> they just—it's hard to feel good, man. But they got it done. You know, never lost faith in AD. That's for sure. That guy is uh, that guy is an absolute monster. Uh, played sixty minutes hard. You could—you could have made him the MVP. Nobody would have batted an eye. Uh, but Shit, man! I just—it was just relief, really. We're the better team. We should have won this game, and they got it done. Uh, took sixty minutes to get it done, but they got it done. Not to interrupt or anything, but uh, question to uh, all of you: Does Cooper Cup deserve to be MVP of the NFL? Go. Yeah, I mean that's it. that's age like no, clearly. I know it's not a postseason award, but. Yeah, there's no denying that they made the wrong decision there. And it's a quarterback award. Unfortunately, that's what it is. But what more could a receiver do than what Cooper Cup did this year to get the MVP? And clearly, he's the best player in the regular season. He's the best player in the playoffs. And they got it wrong. One guy voted for him. I didn't look up who that voter was, but that guy got it right. So good for him. I would also want to point this out that, you know, Uh, you know what? No, never mind. I lost my point. <laughs> I had it. I lost it. Mike, I lost my point. I, I just... Can somebody find Derek's point? Anybody out somebody, there? You found Derek's point? <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Just screw it. Let me lay this out there. Let me lay this out there. We're gonna, Over the next week, over the next seven days, we're going to look at this team and we're, we're going to see a lot of changes happen. We're going to celebrate for a few days and 
we're going to start hearing news about this person's moving on, this person's retiring, this person's doing this. We, we are, they, they're already trying to talk about Aaron Dahl retiring. Is he retiring? No, he's not retiring. It's crazy talk. Um, but I just want to enjoy it for a moment. Just enjoy it with with our team here, you got you guys, and, and not sit down and think, okay, what's happening next? This is the reality of it. And and the, you guys came in like, but so in general, I'm talking about when the show started. We know a rebuild's coming. We know it's coming sooner sooner rather than later. We know that this team is held back by its age. We know the window, therefore, was small. And that's what makes us so sweet. Not just that they had that they we knew this is what this is for. It was, a short, it was a small window, but that this team, which Tommy Tommy called it, and I agree with him, they were by NFL standards halfway through this year they were soft. They were getting blown off the football. They, they were getting dominated by teams like the Niners, who were running all over them, controlling them everywhere they go, and somehow, some way. The growth as a team, and, and with that comes being growing as men. It's that's what's gonna. That's the the legacy they'll leave behind. I think it's not just they they won a Super Bowl, but it's it's, it's how they won it. It wasn't glitzy. This is an LA team, but it what's it? It wasn't glitzy and glamorous. It was effort. It was hard work. It was um, physicality, and most importantly, when your back was against the wall, you found a way to. To push the wall down. And to me, that's what will stay with me having watched this team. And I will now gladly go when we log off here and go buy some Super Bowl gear. Maybe buy that football we were talking about from Nicholas Sports. Promo code Ramp Talk. Cheap plug. I, my point is as special as 99 was, and it will always be special to me, this one is just as special, just for different reasons. It's special. So uh, let, let me let me cut you off there for a second, Derek. Uh, Michael, is Cooper Cup the MVP of the league or not? I I know Derek wasn't going to give me a straight answer, so I need a straight answer from you. Uh, well, that was my point. There it is. I w- I got totally ADHD sidetracked. Go, Mike. I'll come back to you. Come back. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. Go. I, I say, you know, the work he's done proves he's he's in there. Now, <laughs> did I just hear you guys say he only got one vote? That is correct. He was only one vote, and the majority went to A.A. Ron Rogers. A.A. Ron. Yeah, I mean, I, I think A.A. Ron's up, up there, but it, the the thing is, come on, man. The dude had to get more than one vote. Come on. You said A.A. Ron. <laughs> I, I, I mean, let, let, let's, let's, let's be real here for a second. Uh, you know, I, I mean, not to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers or anything. I'll, I'll be real here for a second. He had a he had a hell of a season. Hell, he had a hell of past two seasons, really. But honestly, did did he really affect this team much? You know, in the same way that Cooper Cup did. I think hell no. You know, Cooper Cup had a a year of a lifetime. Like I don't know if Cooper if it's possible for Cooper Cup to have a better season than he did. Uh, and I don't think he's ever gonna relive it. Like honestly, I I don't I don't think so. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup's always been a really talented wide receiver, and he truly deserved the MVP trophy. And I, I know it's kind of a moot point at this point, but 
Uh, honestly, I'm happy that he got the Super Bowl MVP because, damn it, he, he deserved it. I I will say he deserved the Super Bowl MVP. He deserved the he deserved the full MVP. And that's just the nature of the world you live in. It's a quarterback's league. He you know, he he deserved it, but he didn't get it. And people will forget why he deserved it. And you saw a lot of it tonight. The guy did everything. Blocking. Run the football. His route running. He's just if you're gonna go pure skill, there are probably people with pure athletic skill in the league who are better. But in terms of being a complete wide receiver, those are hard to come by. And that's what he is. He's a complete wide receiver across the board. And not just complete, he's good at being complete. That's what makes him special. And he he was the only threat on the field in the fourth quarter. There was no chemistry with Van Jefferson. Uh, ben Skoranek was basically just a warm body. Uh, Bryce Kendall Blanton was out. Tyler Heavey was out. And the running game was not getting it done. I know they did decent in the receiving game, so credit to them. But he's the, really the only threat. And they still could not stop him. And that's just a testament to how good he is. It was great. It's great. It's greatness. All right, guys. It's time for us to get going. Hey, we're going to be back. I'm, I'm, Mike, we, we, are we back tomorrow night, Mike? Are we? The, are we? So on you. I'd say we are. We'll do more of a game breakdown. We'll be more analytical. We'll look a little bit ahead to the future, but tonight was just a reaction. Tonight was what it was. Um, I'm sure between now and tomorrow, we'll start hearing some news on coaches getting out of here and all yeah, kinds of stuff yeah. like that. We'll know, we'll know more about OBJ's injury. So... It's now the 2022 season, but we leave 2021 as champs, and now we're going to get ourselves a new intro song here because the old one's now outdated. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champs. Congrats to them. Gentlemen, for everybody on this team here, for everyone the staff here at Rams Talk, thank you for following with us the entire season. Um. 2022 begins tomorrow for us, but we'll remember this one for a lifetime. We're out here, buddy. Have a great one. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com